Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Life Unexpected Podcast. I am your host, Amanda Sullivan. Today is Friday. It's early Friday morning, so I'm sitting in the living room on my couch, pondering all of life's mysteries. (laughs) Um, I'm kidding, but I just uh, wanted to come on here and give you guys an update and talk about a few things. So let's get into it. So last week's episode was sharing with you guys about my mental health struggles with anxiety and depression and telling you guys that I'm starting therapy and all that. Um, I did start this Wednesday. So two days ago was my first session and it was just basically us getting to know each other and seeing if she would be a good fit. And I think she will be. I think she'll have some good ideas and some good tools to give me to help me through. Um, but it's it's really interesting because I was talking to her about some of the things that, you know, I was going through and experiencing. And then later that night, um, or maybe it was Thursday, I don't remember, but my husband had told me that he had listened to a story on NPR about caregiver burnout. And I was like, and he's like, did you know that was a real thing? I was like, no, I didn't. So I Googled it. And so here's the thing. My first thought was, how can you have caregiver burnout when it's your own kid? You know, if you are a caregiver as a job, like to get paid for, to go care for someone's loved one, you know, I could totally see that. But I had it reversed. I had it all backwards. Because when you're a caregiver to someone that you're related to or someone that you love, such as your elderly parent or your special needs child or whoever, uh, for whatever reason, quote unquote, your career job, okay? It's not something you can go in, work eight hours, be done, and then let it go. When you are taking care of somebody that you are related to, it's 24-7. So it actually makes... A lot of sense um, and so I was I was researching it and I was like oh my gosh this sounds exactly like what I'm going through and a lot of the signs of caregiver burn- burnout align with depression and so um, I want to talk to my therapy lady about this at our next session next week and see what her thoughts and opinions about that are um what is on my heart to share about that is like I, I i'd never heard of it i didn't know it was an actual real thing and i don't know why you know because here i am just being a stay-at-home mom but yes i'm his i'm also his caregiver so i don't know it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks like holy shit and I'm so happy that I'm realizing this before I start really resenting him. The thing that we have to be aware of and that we absolutely have to do when we are caregivers of our own family members who have issues is we have to take care of ourselves because that's where the burnout comes in. That's where the depression starts and that's when the anxiety creeps up is 
you spend all of your waking energy and all of your time taking care of other people and putting other people before you and then when it's time to take care of you you're so exhausted you can't even see straight so you just don't do the things that you need to do for yourself yeah it makes so much sense you know and as you read stories and listen to people's stories about how they take care of their kids for many many years because they can't take care of themselves and how they take care of their elderly parents who have dementia or alzheimer's and i just like i was also journaling um wednesday morning right before my therapy session and then i have like five pages of journal notes none of it makes any damn sense like <laughs> like you would think like oh i'm gonna go read five pages of this whatever and you would think it would be like a coherent thought. No, it's not. It's just rabbit hole after rabbit hole, kind of like Alice in Wonderland chasing the <laughs> chasing the rabbit. But that's what happens to my brain when I start journaling about specific subjects and specific things is I just, it goes down these different thoughts. And if I don't drop them down and get them out, then they'll fester. One thing that I realized through doing that is I never really acknowledged all the shit I've been through. I've never really given proper acknowledgement to the amount of painful things that I have gone through and come out on the other side of. And that really blew me away. Number one, because I was so used, I'm so used to just, oh, I went through that, it's no big deal. So I take my feelings and I just, you know, push them further and further down. Always, always made it about other people, you know, always made it seem like it, it's not really me who's going through it. It's all the people around me that are going through it. Um, and that's my natural inclination, though. That's, that's kind of who I am. I'd like to take care of people. So when I was researching the caregiver burnout, it's like, oh my gosh, like that, that just makes so much sense because I'm the typical, you know, what you would think a caregiver does, puts the person's needs before mine, especially since it's my kid, didn't take time for myself, still don't take time for myself. I did, however, get my nails done the other day for the first time in a really long time, and that felt really good. Also, one of those things that was just so mind-blowing because when you are taught growing up to just take your situations as they come and, and not to complain about them and not to, you know, really tell anybody what you're going through or tell anybody how hard what you're going through is. I just always felt like it was complaining to me, like, oh, let me complain about my life. Let me complain about all the hard shit that I have to go through. And it's not complaining it's really not. It's it's giving those feelings and emotions the place that they need to be felt and acknowledged so you don't live there and you can move past it. And if if talking to someone helps you do that, there is nothing wrong with that. And I don't want you guys to go as long as I have feeling like you can't talk to somebody about what's going on in your life. 
because you can and you must and you need to. Otherwise, you're going to fester it like I did. Get the caregiver burnout, which turns into depression, which turns into a whole slew of mental unhealth or however you say that. I don't know. But but you guys, it's a real thing. I don't want you guys to experience it all. I don't want you. I want you guys to look at your situation and really examine it. And even write it down, journal it if you have to. What does your life look like right now? And what do you want it to look like in the future? You know, maybe even journal what you do. Take care of yourself. Because your life can't be all about that. You can't lose all of your interests, all of who you are, in caring for someone else. Even if it is your kid. Because then... If you get sick mentally or physically from doing it, then you are going to be no good to anybody, especially that person you need to be the caregiver for. There are things that I do for Andrew that I never thought at 14 years old I would be helping him do. I'll give you an example. Like I still help him wash his hair in the shower because he uh, has trouble with the shampoo bottles and he has trouble with with balance and even if he sits on the chair when he closes his eyes it, it really bothers him and he can't stand getting water in his face like it's just one of his things so I still just help him wash his hair when he showers and then, you know, there are times that he's tried it by himself, but he doesn't know when he's gotten all the shampoo out. So we've had to go back in there anyway and rinse it out. Bless his heart. Like it just, oh, it's just a disaster. But anyway, sometimes he needs help putting his shoes on. Sometimes he needs help with just the most basic of things. And that's something I never thought that I'd be helping my 14-year-old child do. This is just a glimpse to show you how much extra work goes into being a caregiver, okay? This is just telling you that there are those little extra things, and whereas one of them is not that big a deal, but you add all those up in a day, and you don't have time for a lot else. When we plan days, when we have activities like this week for spring break, like, I'm so happy that I decided to cancel therapy this week. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do the fun things that we've done because therapy wears him out. So we can't do therapy and Dave and Buster's in one day. Or we can't do therapy and Topgolf in the same day. Like, it's just things like that that other people can just up and do or up and go and up and leave. And we have to take extra time to to plan or cancel plans or change plans or whatever. And... And, you know, that's okay because that's our life. But I, I wanted to bring awareness to the things that, that we do have to do because that caregiver burnout is so real. And it's so, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is right now, but it, but it creeps up on you so damn fast. Like, it, it takes a toll on, on you mentally. And, you know, another thing that happens when you have all this mental pressure and all this mental stress and the, and the burnout is it starts taking a physical toll on your body. Take care of yourself. I'm serious. Actually, take care of yourself. Okay, do not go three days without taking a shower. Don't do that. Schedule it if you have to. I'm serious. Schedule your self-care. Schedule it. Put it in your schedule. 
I don't care if you have to hire somebody or have a family member come over and sit with your kid or whoever it is you take care of while you go do your bath or while you go do your self-care or while you go get your nails done or while you go give yourself a pedicure in your, in your little foot bath or buy yourself a damn chair massager and get yourself a massage. I don't really know what your thing is where you feel like it's a self-care, but you need it and you need to do it. And you need that relaxation time to where it's about, it is about you and not about anybody else. Okay? And if you see yourself going that way or you're already there, I feel you. And it's going to take baby steps, just baby steps to get back to, to get your mental health back. But you can do it. I'm doing it now. And I am, I'm really ready. I'm so ready. I'm so ready to feel like me again. If you guys resonated with this episode at all, please feel free to share it with your friends. Take a screenshot, share it in your stories. Um, I'm at the real Amanda Sullivan through Instagram and Amanda Sullivan on Facebook. I'd love to know what you thought of this episode. Thanks so much for being here. I truly appreciate each and every one of you.